0: Hi friends, I'm Chandra Sanchez. And I'm Misha Lazera. And you're listening to Bandwives. Ciao. Oh, hi. We're back. We've come full circle. <laughs> we are back. Oh, my gosh. We have lived many lives, many experiences. We, Misha's now an international driver, <laughs> which was far less terrifying until the last day.
1: Don't recommend the airport run. At I think I got... I got too proud i got you too- <laughs> i needed some humbling and so everything was fine the first day in florence get there in the what like middle of the day middle of the day no one's out in italy literally don't see a soul two to five right so that's kind of when we got there so we're pulling into town roads are pretty empty we still don't really know what we're doing we're doing a lot of switchbacks <laughs> a lot of circling around the ztl before we got oh. into like the center of the city all's fine, get to the, get to the retreat, the driving's fine, and then that last day, rush hour morning, to the airport, no coffee, um, hungover, not, we weren't really ever hungover, because, you know, their wine (gasps) is no sulfites, and we didn't have to wake up, you know, for, we didn't have other responsibilities, you know, we didn't have to, like, wake up for kids and school, and so we got to do, like, kind of the restful breakfast, sleeping in, anywho, That rush hour to the airport, don't recommend it. It was, I don't get very keyed up, just not my personality, but I was a little frantic. You played it off beautifully. You were very Zen.
0: I was like, I'm trying to be helpful here, but I'm literally (laughs) just sitting in this chair, gripping the armrest and not being able to read the directions in real enough time. I was so scared. (laughs) <laughs> Not for us, because whatever. We're in sure. Italy. This is how we go. This is how we go. But I was really mostly scared for the car and the feedback we were going to get from the lady <laughs> at
1: the Avis. We made it unscathed. We did. So, so, shockingly. But... I think that the biggest thing was when the roads are look like they're one lane, but it's you're driving two lane. That is manageable most of the time, but during rush hour, people are rush they're rushing and they're yeah. rushing behind you and they're trying to get around you and they're rushing past you. And that to me was very
0: overwhelming. It was, and when we first got into Florence, uh, not knowing whether certain roads we were going to be running someone over, um, if it was pedestrian only if we were allowed to be there but I think we navigated it well all in all I mean we got there quickly got our car found a garage and we did all of this while Misha developed a terrible head cold and was feeling rough but she toughed it out truly oh, MVP
1: yeah and it, and it was the thing where Sylvie was sick on Saturday or Sunday, maybe. And then Keaton gets a little, and Ace is the one, like Adam, they don't really get sick very often, like that, those kind of colds. And then Keaton gets sick Monday. And I'm thinking, oh, oh no, not <laughs> that's coming. And then it did, it did come on my long, long flight, just all of a sudden. I have a lot of allergies. You know, I don't have a lot of allergies, but I have bad seasonal allergies, some food allergies. And so I just never quite know what's yeah. going on. It could have been worse. I wish I could have tasted the food a little better sometimes. <laughs> but you know, we live, you stay levied. but that's not what we did. We, However, you say that in Italian. <laughs> it's probably the same. <laughs> close, very close. You guys will be disappointed to know
0: that we are not fluent in Italian oh. as we had anticipated. Um, But we do know how to order coffee, the bathroom, and wine. And what else what else do we know well i messed the
1: first time i ordered our cappuccinos i messed it up so they have all the different endings for the different um like num right you can one one cappuccino is you know cappuccino but then do it cappuccini mm. so they changed the end i messed that up and i knew it i got nervous <laughs> I mean, cappuccini is so cute it's everything's so cute the pastries
0: isn't that like a tiny monkey or is that cap capuchin capuchin <laughs> Capuchin, it's
1: very close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were learning uh, the, you know, vino bianco, vino rosso. Those came very much in handy.
0: <laughs> Although, you know, I will say for anybody who's considering going, many many people speak English, and people are very helpful uh, and lovely. Do your best to learn what you can, but hopefully somebody will save you.
1: <laughs> That's all you can hope. <laughs> That's all you can hope. It was amazing. Why don't you tell me your favorite meal that we had there? If you can. Well, it's hard
0: because experientially yeah. there was a lot of highs. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first night we had dinner at Le Menagerie in in Florence and we had the tasting menu. Misha had like the seafood And I had the vegetarian version and certain courses were better than others. But at the beginning, they bring us out like this little teeny flower on a plate and then a beautiful bowl filled with 90% rocks, (laughs) 10% edible uh, cocktails. Like, I don't even know. These sort of balls- that have been encapsulated with uh, was it a mojito inside some Some, some kind of dry ice sphere yep a sphere yeah um and they instructed us to eat the flour which would numb your palate and then eat the edible ball (laughs) but they didn't say clearly enough you heard it. I, I missed it. That once you put it near your mouth, it would begin to disintegrate. So you really needed to like pop that sucker in. And we we learned the hard way that it would literally <laughs>
1: explode. On, I just wanted to take it slow. I wanted a sensory experience. And it I like was putting it on my mouth gently and it exploded everywhere. And it was an
0: experience. <laughs> but the craziest part was that the flower actually did l- like numb your entire mouth and throat. And for the next, what, 15 minutes, we could not taste anything except the little burning. cocktail ball. Yeah, the, burn, <laughs> the burning. Um, so that one was up there. And the place was also beautiful. Really set the stage. Um, oh, it's so hard to say it. We loved the ribolita. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd never had that before. The bread soup. Oof. This is a good time for us to break into the challenges of visiting Uh, Tuscany in the wintertime, specifically Greve and Chianti, which is a teeny tiny little town that's beautiful and thriving, especially in the summertime when it's uh, you know, wine, (laughs) wined and Mm -hmm. olived and peopled. But we visited in the winter and didn't know what to expect really on on any level, so it was (laughs) shocking but not shocking. To find out that really nothing was open. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nope. Like we showed up to town, and not a not a door <laughs> would open to us. It was the afternoon close. But then we showed up later, and oh, and it was about the same.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like a maybe like a five or six hour window in the middle of the day where zero is open. But then you would anticipate that you know at six p.m. everything would be open. It is not the case. So a lot of the time, we really ended up cooking at at our house. And that was amazing, actually, because we got to just kind of like spend time together and listen to music and pretend we were living there. Yeah, the food was good from the grocery. We did have one fancy night out, a night in which
1: we shared a young rooster. (laughs) Oh, I wish I could remember how to say the young rooster in Italian. It was gallo, like yeah, gallo the famous Spanish, yeah, yeah, gallo. baby, 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 <laughs> bebito. <laughs> what was it? Honestly, one of that was one of the best things I ate. That baby rooster. Sorry, not sorry. I have regrets, but we did say before we left, we were like going
0: to just see what happens, right? I mean, I'm yeah, but I will do the the fish.
1: And, mm-hmm. the, and, and the gallo. and the gala
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: we, <laughs> once we'll, in a while but I was a vegetarian Adam and I were both vegetarian for like 15 years so it kind of yeah same that da- we
0: all dabble I'll dabble in the fish I'll dabble in a poultry on occasion now but anytime they preface anything with like baby or young I'm like no <laughs> no, <laughs> no it's not but it was so tender I, it was delicious it really was I know no, no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, that dinner was really special. I loved it. Uh, the risotto was time. excellent. I know they kicked us out because we were the only people in there, and they were really ready <laughs> to close up shop. <laughs> but oh, and the
1: pastries—the pastries are another standout. To me, that ended up being like the best time. Uh, like just go in the morning and get forty-seven cappuccinos I and. Know. And just all these like soft, fresh pastries that you could watch this person baking mm-hmm. right there in the in the cafe. Yeah, let's so. talk coffee. Actually,
0: you you bring up a really good, uh, <laughs> a really good thread, I guess, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when we arrived at our cottage, we didn't know what the coffee situation may or may not be. Um, but we got there, and indeed, the coffee situation was dire. Um, So we attempted to make a pot of coffee, but with a coffee maker that maybe had been forgotten about. Uh, So that didn't end so well. So then we tried to teach ourselves how to make Turkish coffee. That was all they had. Mm -hmm. It was on the machine they had. Which turned out better. But still, we were having a hard time finding, like, the grind size. It was a whole thing. So eventually we just gave up entirely trying to make our own coffee. Oh, and we also tried an instant coffee. You did. I did. I should, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you follow us on Instagram and watch our stories, you may have seen our review of the Hag. I just love that it was called Hag. <laughs> that was my favorite part about it. It felt, it felt right for the way that I felt drinking it.
1: Yeah. And then when you tried to mix it with the Aperol just to see what would happen, know. I really believed in that um, concoction. I, I think I put
0: lemon in there, too, just on a whim. Coffee,
1: a... lemon, and April
0: doesn't sound ideal. You know, a lot of the things in, in life that have turned out okay didn't sound ideal to begin yeah. with. So I felt confident, but it didn't end well. <laughs> it was rough. It was rough. So we yeah. decided every morning we're going to go down, down the mountain, and we're, we're going to get our coffee. Yeah, we're going to get our From the 17 cappuccinos, no matter how much mm-hmm. people are judging us. We'll get two to stay and two to go. Double. <laughs> Double. <laughs> and 17 tiramazoos. And we'll sit here in the beautiful sun or the beautiful rain. Or snow. And try to embrace every second because, God damn, it went fast.
1: It went fast. But, you know, we spent a good, you know, maybe eight, seven or eight hours each day straight just working in front of our computers. So, obviously, I feel like that's going to make time fly by but we needed to you know we wanted to be true to our word we also wanted to be true to our work and get a lot of work done despite the many many distractions and it helped that the town was closed to be perfectly honest (laughs) we would have probably been a lot more distracted if there were a lot of like people and shops and everything open so in the morning there were like two pastichery however you say it the pastry shops open and that was pretty much it and the pharmacy was open Random times that we were never quite sure when. And the Pinocchio store. Yeah, they were always open, luring you in. Souvenir shops with wild boars and Pinocchios. Oh, the Chingale. hmm Chingale. With the wild boars that we were told would gore us if we walked alone. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't.
0: Oh, uh, we forgot to tell them that literally our very first step... Onto solid ground was us nearly getting electrocuted on the electric (laughs) fence at the wrong address because the GPS wants to work. She's trying her hardest,
1: but don't trust her. Yeah, we got out of the car and I said, Is that an electric fence? And I'm pretty sure you said no. I said no. I was like, What? (laughs) What are you
0: talking about? It looks, it literally looked like a bungee cord. It did.
1: Misha, no, no. And then we get out it's like, Like it's (laughs) pulsing with an electric current. And that's when we realized we were at the wrong location. Mm -hmm. But all these stories make us sound a little inept, but we just just kept trucking along. We did. We would uh, write by the fire every day
0: in our beautiful, beautiful... I mean, we cannot say enough good things about the residency that we were at. And Mima and Duccio, who run it, it's incredible if you're looking for like a place to go and finish something or work on your art or work on a book or whatever like highly recommend it um and it just so happened that because everything is closed and it's the winter time it was just the two of us there so and the, really... ghosts, and the angels. ghosts and the
1: and the phantasma phantasma yeah <laughs> we asked them if there were any ghosts we got a premonition that there were but she said there were um there was only one angel Tell them what you mean by premonition. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, this is what happened. You know, uh, believe what you want or not, but Chandra and I both woke up in the morning the next day, and it was a little warm. The heat, the radiator is like, you know, radiant heat, which is amazing. And they were warm in our room because that was the only room that the heat was on. (laughs) So we had these comforters and everything was really cozy, but we would get hot at night. So we both were kind of woke up like a little bit um, stuff, you know, it was, it was kind of stuffy in there. And Chandra said, I couldn't stick my foot out under your covers. And it said, because the ghost would touch it. <laughs> and we both thought to say, I don't know, I'm not really a ghost person, but she said it and I felt it. We both felt it. It must mean something. Someone explain.
0: To the point where we had to bundle the comforters beneath our feet, like, into a little pocket.
1: And then I would wake up with my foot out and be like, (laughs) no.
0: It's not even that the ghost would, like, assault your foot (laughs) or, like, put your toes in its mouth. It's really just, like, the soft, gentle touch. (laughs) Like a petting zoo. It's making my foot cringe. I know. I know. But there are places where, you know, where you're like, eh. I don't know like the vibe is off and then you spiral you spiral really fast (laughs) this vibe wasn't off but there was definitely an old-timey ghost or two
1: floating around there yeah the vibe was not unwelcome no but it's a thousand years old Mm -hmm. there's a church next door i'm assuming a graveyard in the area um perhaps in the courtyard perhaps we were growing (laughs) Uh, Chandra overheard something about a girl falling through the roof of the church we don't know the whole story um so you know who knows what what was going on but we asked the the people who ran it they were wonderful and she said no phantasma but maybe one angel she heard a story she heard a story from someone who stayed there and she thought maybe it was an angel
0: And honestly, she was so glorious that, like, no matter what the thing was, that anything that had, like, a tiny tinge of maybe, like, negative or, like, something that felt like it came from a bad place, she'd be like, no, no, that's not a thing. Everything is beautiful. And I was like, man, I actually feel better now because I trust you and I trust your energy.
1: Yeah, they're the best, best energy there. So, I mean, I want to go back. I want to go back in season. Yeah. See the grapes.
0: So beautiful, breathtaking landscape. We went to um, Montefiorale, an ancient city that we could see through our window uh, that has like 50 people who live there in total. And it's just so cool and so beautiful and surreal. I don't know. I can't say enough good things about it. Oh, and we found our
1: favorite wine. Really? And I shared a bottle with my sister that I brought home and she agreed. It's like water. It's Italian for water. Mm-hmm. Grillo.
0: <laughs> it's Italian for water. <laughs>
1: I'm going to get, I'm going to get, it's going to be a good summer wine. So I'm really excited about that. Got to get a case of it.
0: Mm-hmm. I bought so many truffle items, which I lovingly like rolled up in my clothes in my suitcase. And now every single piece of my clothing smells like truffles. It's so gnarly. I'm, I mostly expected to like get my bag off of the baggage conveyor and for it to just be pouring wine. It's just, whose bag is this? And there's just like a stream, a fountain of red and white coming out every side, but it made it. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. And for all, all of our gear that we purchased at the clothing store that was open once
1: when we walked by, yeah, seventy percent oh. off. It was so it was so fun that little street where the shop was on. You know everything's just like thousand year old brick and just like Montefiore Alley was. And yeah, there's something about like something being a thousand years old. You know, for Americans that is maybe grounding or like awe inspiring. Mm-hmm. We're not used to that. A building,
0: yeah. The culture of, you know, obviously when you're there working. Um, and in our case, like they're writing you need your laptop, like glued to your face most of the day. Um, it can be frustrating to feel like, okay, well, you can't go and sit at a coffee shop the way that you would, you know, in the U S or whatever, because it's not the way that people live, you know, it's not accepted there. The, the work is different than play. And it, they're, they're very like sh- strict about that in protective of free time, but There is a lot to be said about just, like, separation. When you're working, you're working. And when you're not, you're not. And, like, maybe you're pulling inspiration or you're jotting down notes or you're internalizing a moment, but it doesn't always have to be catching up or, like, feeling behind. You are where you're supposed to be.
1: And you're just there.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And that's it.
1: And, like, bad, bad the Americans that we are, we actually... We didn't bring our laptops. We never tried. We knew better than that. But we did do analog writing work together. We did, the system. Together. <laughs> we did system. But we wrote in a journal, you know, in a notebook. And that was fun. It felt like, I don't know, like a different kind of brainstorming session or a different kind of writing. than I don't like to write my novels and pages first. I, I never do that. I have some friends who do. But that to me was like a kind of, it's a much more fluid. It felt like not as... You know, even though it's so easy to erase a whole page on the computer, it was something fun about just like jotting down ideas.
0: Yeah, it was really organic. And I I imagine because I remember before we left, we were talking about like how prolific writers from the past, you know, would travel and they would do these trips and with their friends or with their contemporaries. And they would write and do all these things. And like you can imagine that they weren't just sitting and staring at their notebook. (laughs) 20 hours a day you know they're not pulling out their quill pens at the restaurant but those moments that you're not completely in it but you're kind of like brainstorming or like mentally creating and sifting through stuff you forget how valuable that is because you're sitting down and you're almost like tricking your brain into thinking it's not working you pull your computer out and immediately your brain like shuts down mine does anyway i'm like nope any idea that i had is gone but when you sit down with somebody and you're just talking and hashing it out and it's like very low pressure it changes everything so I I feel like tapping into some of that inspiration from a new place and and you're sitting in this perfect Italian sunlight and you're having a cappuccino and maybe it's not like the shitty Starbucks coffee that you would drink every day (laughs) that you're addicted to and by you I mean me um (laughs) but right it's like it 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 sort of recalibrates everything about what you know to be true um and as a writer like that is what you go places to do like that's what you're looking for that's the thing that is virginia woolf's ghost <laughs> You know? And waiting for her. <laughs> She's coming. <laughs> She's in Italy. But like that's what it's about is like finding that feeling that sometimes as an adult is really hard to find. It's hard to feel inspired. Um, you know, you feel like you've seen it all, you've got the world on your shoulders, and like just to have a little bit of freedom and childlike exploration is amazing. Like, thank God we had surprises there. Thank God mm-hmm. things weren't open. Um, and that it was just like, what is happening every five minutes? Because <laughs> we can get perfect conditions, predictability here. We know that. Yes, and
1: that's not why you travel. I love that. I. It reminds me of we met Joe Dell there, who was the intern, the American intern, and she mentioned how learning Italian, there was and uh, there was some childlike connection to learning a new language because you learning you know you learn your first language when you're a child and so learning a new language can like help transport you back to those feelings and so when you're when you're kind of stuttering through um a second you know trying to learn a second language trying to even speak to people in a way that they can understand you yeah. <laughs> like a child. Like I felt like a child, which is good. It's, it's not, and not in a bad way or not in like in a, but in like a way that's like fun and maybe a little humbling and maybe a little exciting and wide eyed, you know, um, and hopefully not annoying for them. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think it simplifies connection. We spend so much time trying to find the perfect word, like pulling out the thesaurus and the rhyme zone, as we were discussing mm-hmm. many times on this trip, Um, You're always looking for, like, the most most beautiful way to say something or, like, the right phrasing. And to take that out of the equation, you know, it's like, how do I use other tools to convey something? And you start to realize the depth of language and body language and, and all the other things that come into play that then you can pull back in. Yeah. You're exactly right. The limitations
1: are important. That's actually interesting. It got me thinking about Haruki Mirakami who wrote, he, he kind of solidified his style and began to develop his style. By writing in English, because he didn't speak when he was, yes, this is like when he was in his 30s, um, by writing in English first, because he didn't want to overcomplicate the language and he didn't want to get lost in like search. He just wanted to tell the story. So he would write in Japanese and then write in English and then translate that to Japanese. So to like find this kind of straightforward style that wasn't superfluous or, you know, overly... Melodic. um and I that is like such a that was that struck me as really interesting. And so maybe we sometimes, I mean, there is value to finding the right word and, and finding the right definition and trying to ex- finding exactly what you're trying to say. but sometimes we overcomplicate things mm-hmm. for
0: sure. and it, it really boils down to getting more in touch with who you are as a writer, as a human, as a communicator which is something that you know can take a lifetime to, to nail down. So if you find a tool mm-hmm. that helps you narrow it down, it's invaluable. You know, like you and I, I mean, being on this trip together and our listeners, if they've been here for a minute, know that you and I, we know each other really well now, but we didn't know each other. And we've only met in person, but four times, three times mm-hmm. before going on this like insane journey. And so getting to, like, spend time with you, somebody who I know pretty intimately um, now from, like, spending hours every week talking, Mm. just to sit down and be like, hey, it's three in the morning. Do you feel like a failure, too? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you know what the hell you're doing? You know, like, and to really have those moments of commiseration and just, like, uh, validation in... In the craft and in the process, and recognizing like how universal it is to question what you're doing, and that's part of it, and pull yourself back in, and you know, there's it it takes a village to raise a child, but I feel like it does take a village to like create a thing, to write a novel. Right. <laughs> it takes a
1: village. It does. It so does.
0: Yeah, and like you don't always want that, and I know that we talk a lot about like art by committee and how hard that is and it's not good for the process but when it's somebody that you really like trust and just pop in and out with
1: yeah I mean we didn't even um crit- we didn't read each other's work, novels uh-huh. or critique it wasn't so it wasn't even like art by committee as much as just creating co-creating in the space and like bringing that energy of co-creation which maybe is I, I would you know, I did it in school and so I appreciated that, but it's like this idea of like the Bloomsbury group or a uh, groups of writers or like getting together and writing, um, in to you know, in a room with the energy of that like creation, which I you know, I have my students do a lot, but I feel like when once you're out of school potentially, or if you don't, you know, have a writers group, it's time to get one.
0: It is time to get one. And I don't have one.
1: We're a friend group, but for, yeah. <laughs> like, community <laughs> Oh, or There's like, I don't anyone. either. I don't either. You were my writer's group, but I, I have one <laughs> friend here who we have, we're sharing our book, you know? um, But yeah, we're just a community, you know, just to be with someone, even just to go on the trip with you and do something that we both love in such a beautiful place. Yeah. Was, was really amazing. A gift.
0: Yes. If you have that one thing that you have in common, you can connect with so many people through that thing and, and art in general. Mm-hmm. We're in this space in Italy and we barely are able to communicate with anyone. And we're having, you know, wine with our lovely hosts who are doing their best to communicate with us. And they're doing it for the sake of art, right? Of like, hey, come to our space, make something, feel like. This is inspiring to you. The energy of a thousand artists who've been here before you. Um, there's something really unique about that. It has drawn people together since the beginning of time, and will, and it will continue to. And that leads me into the idea that you and I have been discussing prior and during our trip, which is that we want to do it again. And we want to bring... You. Everybody. You. Yeah. You listener. We want to bring you. We want to do a trip and we want to like do exactly what we did here, maybe with like less hand burning on stoves and, <laughs> and, and, and in the fireplace. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, we want to do like a retreat. We want to do a writer's retreat. Creative retreat even. Yeah. If you have a thing that you're working on or if you don't or you're even considering, I don't know, who you are and what you want to do and like if what you're doing currently is the thing or if you just want to be creative and like take some time and
1: yeah exactly because it could be you know sketching just like getting into sketching again or getting into sketching for the first time or poetry which we'll surely talk about or writing an essay about your life or a story or something that you went through certainly we'd love to talk novel stuff if that's if that's Mm -hmm. someone's dream um, but it could also just be like traveling with, yeah, doing creative stuff, having some fun adventures, getting to read, you know, you could do the thing where you're reading a novel while people are working on their projects if you're not interested. So I think it could just be, yeah, time to get away, have new experiences, fumble through a new language, eat amazing food. Yeah. We have some options for the trips. We've been working with a with a program who will help us host. So it'll be, you know, a little more streamlined, I guess.
0: Yeah, we we won't have to like really plan any of the travel portion necessarily just the fun stuff Mm -hmm. the activities we can do together or no activity like you know just just trying to figure out
1: what would be best for everybody yeah I think we can talk about the options and this might already be people might have already done the we might already have decided by now but we were thinking Costa Rica just sitting by the beaches and writing temples in Kyoto potentially or the train in Austria from Salzburg to Vienna. Those are the three, you know, kind of trips that we've that we've this company has curated, that we've kind of chosen. Mm-hmm. And so we'll put it out there yeah. for
0: everyone and it Yeah. And they seem like the perfect mix of activities if you want to do, you want to go snorkeling, you want to, you know, whatever, go on an adventure but also enough downtime that you can get work done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we picked the winter Things are closed activities. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably same time next year kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And and we really like are looking forward to not just going along with you, but to being inspired by you and creating in the same space. In unison.
1: In tandem. Yeah. So, yeah. I can't wait to do it all again. I can't wait to get my... Twenty hours of books on tape, language that I oh my God. that I feel so proud of, and then have no like five words, and when I get face to face, we better go to Austria because I have some Germans. So we'll see where we end up. <laughs> okay, we did it. Yeah,
0: this is good. This is very good. Thank you for tolerating our seven months of uh, well, actually mm-hmm. only like two months of of build up to our trip and our trip. And, and now the, the aftermath of our trip. trip and the, I'm sure we'll be talking about it. Yes. It will come up uh, every time we talk about food and how no Sisters. food is as good as
1: the food. <laughs> The truffles. The chingale. We didn't actually ch- eat any pork while we were no. there. We're not pork no. eaters. So I'm sure that's blasphemy in, in the pork shops we walked by. Yes. What is it? Polorni? Polorni? Pil- there it is. Antica oh, yeah. mat. Gelateria Falorni. That's yes. perfect pronunciation, by the way. Beautiful. <laughs> and special
0: shout out to the sweet young man who had to be there at the checkout every day yes. because they are open predictably and reliably and they are godsend and they have the best ribolita and wine tasting and cheeses. So if you happen to be visiting Tuscany
1: go oh absolutely well on that note right. it's not an ad but it could be <laughs> <laughs> we're just,
0: we only we're gonna do like a sizzle reel
1: that's just it's not an ad but it could be oh my gosh our only um companies that we have com- like ads for are going to be in we for very classy and Ooh. ridiculous <laughs> americans <laughs> like we went to italy once <laughs> only meat shops <laughs> There were so many. There were like 47 that we walked by. They loved the meat. For people
0: who don't eat beef and pork, we are highly influential in beef and
1: pork. In <laughs> the industry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, all right. Well, we did it. Mm-hmm. Okay, we well. Do the
0: survey if it even exists at this point. Yeah. Otherwise, we've decided where we're going and you're coming with. Decided and you're coming. Tell a friend... Get your girlfriends together, get your boyfriends together, do whatever.
1: Your mom, sister.
0: Yes. I will say one final thing because I have one more soapbox moment. Mm -hmm. It's become like Mr. Rogers moment at the end of every uh, episode. But there was like a lot of hesitation. The things you don't really see, like the beginning of the trip, just before we were, were both to leave, Misha and I both had mild panic attacks slash... is. Is this okay? Misha had an emergency in her household and and it was like, oh my gosh, like how are we going to make it through this? What if something happens? All the things that your head does. Nobody at home can do what I do and juggle the things. And then something magical happened and we just fucking went. We said, yeah. Relinquishing control, this is a thing. And it was amazing. And so don't let that be the reason you don't do a thing it doesn't have to be our trip but it doesn't have to be any trip it can be anything else just don't let yourself get in the way
1: trip to the museum yeah trip to the coffee shop by yourself do the thing life will figure it out prioritize and enjoy it yeah enjoy you know when you can when you can and when there's time turn the tv off and just give yourself a big trip to Italy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Give yourself a <laughs> big hug. And I was about to dive into this self-help book I'm reading, but we're done. I'm not going to talk about that right now, but it's a lot about this. So I was like going to go off on my soapbox, but I think we're really reaching the midnight hour. So I think we're, I think so. Yeah. Next time. Don't worry. I'll tell you all about it next time. Mini, many, many. many. <laughs> so mini, mini, mini. So about the 14th self-help book I've read this year. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, we will uh, we'll talk soon.
1: Oh, Ciao.
0: 20 minutes probably.
1: A la prossima. Arrivederci. <laughs> Can't get enough. No, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs>